Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and this week's guest is the founder of Sacred Space and a senior agent at Forward Artists. Welcome, Hania Khan Riaz. Oh, sorry, Riaz Khan. <laughs> Hania Riaz Khan, I'm so glad that it's you're here and that we're doing this. It's, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes, like, I guess it's like the end of the day, my coffee is wearing off. So my brain is oh, like yeah. kind of functioning a little bit lower. I hear you on that. Um, Riaz is actually my maiden name and my married name is Khan. And for the longest okay. time, I grappled with whether I was just going to take my husband's name. And then I just found a happy medium and decided to do Riaz Khan. So that's the story I- behind that. <laughs> This isn't a dig at anyone who takes their husband's last name, but I do really like when people either keep their last name or hyphenate it or somehow just keep it like like what you did. Because I feel like your last name is like a part of who you yeah. are. And like, I just don't know how to like let go. Like, I don't think exactly. I would ever be able to let go of that. Exactly. I had a really hard time letting go of my my maiden name. Um, I mean, if it was, to be totally honest, if it was up to me, I would have just kept my last name as Riaz. But yeah, know, there was also something nice about um, sharing a name with your partner. And then now that I'm a mother and my daughter has a last name of Khan, I you know I really feel connected to that last name and and it's now become so much a part of my identity too yeah I, I and I think there is something to be said about like kind of everyone in the family having the same last name because yeah most of my sisters did not change your last name mm-hmm, and it's confusing mm-hmm. for everyone all the yeah. time because Especially when she, you're traveling exactly because <laughs> like they're like different last name. whose children are these you know what I right. mean like wh- where do they come from yeah. but Um, yeah, I think that that's really cool. My mom actually is still has a grudge because when my parents moved to America, she had to change her last name for like visa purposes to my Uh dad's last name. Yeah. And so she's really pissed off about it. Like till this day, she refers to herself by her maiden last name, even though technically it is not her last name anymore. She picked my dad. That she was so ahead of her time. Cause I feel like it's like our generation that's really embracing keeping our maiden names and like hyphenating them or making them our middle names. But you don't hear that as much with our parents' generation. Yeah. Like my mom never wanted to change her last name. My dad was totally cool with it, which also like we're talking about a Arab guy who was born in the 1940s being cool with yeah. that. I feel like that's not a thing that's, that's like cool. super common, but yeah, like mm-hmm. he was like, Oh yeah, you want to keep your last name? Like, yeah, go for it. Um, but yeah, she's still that's very progressive. She's still pretty, pretty pissed about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late. She can go to the courts and get it changed, but it's just such a pain in the butt to do yeah. that. There's like, I, they make it very hard for you. My mom won't even go to Target. She's she's literally, she goes to work, she goes home and cooks. Like, that's all she cares uh-huh. about doing. So I'm like, I feel yeah. like getting her to go change her last name is like the last thing she'll do. But you know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll propose it to her. We'll see what she yeah, said. Yeah. I'm sure she'll she'll have some asshole response to it. <laughs> It'll be funny though. But um, so I really, I'm excited that you're here because um, we were just chatting a little bit. And so you're the founder of Sacred Space New York. Can you kind of talk us through what that is? Yeah. So basically, it's a guide to help people implement small changes in their homes and their um, beauty routines um, towards um, towards um, embracing non-toxic products um, and uh, embracing clean beauty, um, just because there are so many chemicals in everything that we consume, um, you know, from the food that we eat, the water we drink, the clothes that we put on our skin, the shampoo we use when we take a shower. I mean, it's really, 
it's so pervasive. Um, and I think it can be really overwhelming once you start to become aware of the fact that there are so many chemicals in everything that we use. Like, where do you start? Yeah. Um, at least for me, it was really overwhelming and like kind of scary when I started to dig a little deeper and started reading articles on EWG, which is the Environmental Working Group, which is a great resource, by the way. And it was just like, okay, where do I start? How do I do this? Um, What's the first thing that I should do? Um, So I thought, you know, why not help people, um, you know, make very small changes in their everyday lives? And, you know, I don't want to shame people and say, oh, my gosh, you have to throw out all your products. Like, I did that, but you don't have to do that. Um, You can just, you know, start with something small like your household cleaners. Um, and then, you know, I think once you start to embrace a non-toxic life, it becomes something that you want to do. Um, and it becomes less intimidating too. So my, my goal is just to help people, um, become more aware of what they can do. And I, and I, I really like kind of that approach, which is that take it at your own pace, because when I started becoming more aware of how toxic things were and just the ingredients what those ingredients actually met because I feel like, at least for me, I didn't become aware of that in, until like maybe like a, maybe three years ago, maybe four years ago. Yeah. Like, and, and even then I wasn't, I was aware of it, but I wasn't ready to like make the changes. And it's almost this like kind mm-hmm. of denial that you go into where you're like, yes. maybe this is bad, but if I don't know how bad it is, it's going to be fine. But Right. Well, I've been functioning just fine, you know, for so many years and, or like, you know, my parents use these products and they're fine. And it's, um, it's easy to kind of set aside the knowledge, uh, set aside the knowledge and just kind of ignore it. Um, and I think, you know, speaking from my own experience, it was a long time coming for me too. I think it was like, honestly, like almost 10 years ago that my older sister told me that she was getting rid of all of her beauty products. Like I went over to her apartment one day and everything was just like laid out on a table. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, this looks really crazy. Yeah. Like these are thousands yeah, of dollars for the sure. products. What are you doing? And she was like, I read this book. Honestly, I don't remember the name of the book anymore, but it was obviously ahead of its time. And um, it opened her eyes to all the chemicals that were in everything. And so she got rid of everything. And she was like the first person that I personally knew that was embracing, um, you know, clean beauty and and non-toxic products. And, um, I think we talked about this before on our call, but, you know, I started becoming more aware of the foods I was consuming. Um, like a lot of people, you know, we now know that organic, non-GMO is the way to go, that there are pesticides and everything, um, at the supermarkets these days. Um, so, I was becoming conscious of what I was eating and there was just a disconnect between that and the products that I was using. It's like, why am I investing all this time and effort and money into buying organic food, but I'm still, you know, using whatever lotion that's highly toxic and cancer causing it there. It doesn't translate. So once I started to, you know, do a little bit more research on what exactly these products could cause. Um, it really opened my eyes. And then when I became pregnant um, with my daughter, it was just like the the perfect time to embrace a non-toxic life. I was just, I think you really become a mom like the second you find out yeah. that you're pregnant. And it's just this like biological urge to protect your child. Um, and I didn't, you know, I was obviously eating organic and I just didn't want to put any products on my skin that 
you know, would be absorbed to the fetus. So I was becoming hyper conscious of, um, for, of the products I was using. Um, and, and then also I was, um, diagnosed with hypothyroidism while I was pregnant oh, wow. and that was eye opening for me as well. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it, it, sometimes it's triggered or like you, you realize that you have a thyroid disorder when you're pregnant, um, because you're just, your hormones are changing and, um, I think, you know, going through everyday life, people aren't asking their doctors to do, to do um, comprehensive blood work. But when you're pregnant, you get the blood work done consistently. And so like they flagged it that I had hypothyroidism. And when I started doing more research on that and realized like how common autoimmune diseases are and how they affect predominantly women <laughs> yeah. and what could, pretend, I mean, we, we could speculate on what would cause it you know, we could go on and on about what could have caused it, but, and it's hard to say for certain, but definitely your environmental exposure plays an impact. And I think there it's, it's no um, surprise that women are affected by autoimmune diseases when we are the ones Mm -hmm. who are using beauty products and, you know, and, and by and large, we're the ones that are uh, interacting with household cleaners and all these chemicals um, so I realized that like, maybe this is all connected and that's really kind of what brought me to this point today, you know, wanting to be an advocate for, you know, not a non-toxic lifestyle. I mean, yeah. And this is so weird and I'm going to sound like a 12 year old a little bit right now, but I was watching TikTok the other day and this girl mm-hmm. posted a TikTok and she has hypothyroidism and it was actually really limited yeah. because she was talking about the foods that she now eats now that she knows that she has mm-hmm. hypothyroidism and different ingredients that can help, I guess, lessen the, I mean, I don't know what the exact yeah, inflammation, the inflammation. Yeah. and then also the products that she eliminated from like, you know, her life. And I just, it's so weird because I just watched this yesterday. So, and I had no idea that you had hypothyroidism. So I think that's actually really interesting because I didn't, I didn't realize that it was affected by these other things. Like I just, for some reason, thought it was like just yeah. a genetic, you know what I mean? Like I thought it was genetic. And that's mm-hmm. how it was determined. I didn't realize that it could be impacted by these other things, like what you eat and what you put on your body and stuff like yeah. that. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's hard to say for certain. I'm sure like we maybe have a genetic predisposition for it, but environmental yeah. factors definitely play a huge role. And also, you know, being conscious about what you're eating and the products you're using can kind of help keep it in check too. Like I've yeah. managed to keep it in check with my diet and exercise. And I think also from embracing a non-toxic lifestyle. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's something that like, I, it's, I mean, I'm a 30 year old woman and that's the first time I heard about it was yesterday. So I feel like it's one mm-hmm. of those things that like, you know, isn't really being spoken about, but yeah, she was talking about how, you know, the things that she eats have greatly kind of impacted how it affects her, how, how hypothyroidism basically affects her. So I think that's actually really yeah. interesting. And yeah, like as far as, you know, as far as clean beauty and stuff like that, I think that there are so many brands out here right now or out in the world that claim mm-hmm. to be clean beauty and, you know, I've, and I'm not super well versed at all, but I will, you know, kind of do a little bit of digging and realize that it's not really a clean or what I would kind of consider to be clean product. And it just Mm -hmm. kind of being used as like a marketing term, which is a little bit scary because 
you know, I feel like not everyone is going to take the time. And and I just, I wanted to kind of touch on like, what are some clean beauty and skincare brands that you kind of stand by? Yeah. Um, I, I'm so glad that you brought that up because there are so many products now that are marketed as natural or cruelty free, cruelty free is a big one. Um, you know, it's great to use products that are cruelty free. It means that they don't test on animals and I really don't think any brands should be testing on animals. No, it's not necessary. People get confused and they just assume that that means like organic and that it doesn't have chemicals and that's not Mm -hmm. always the case. Um, so it's really important and it's, I know it's hard because all these chemicals have these long names and they're kind of easy to forget. Um, but if you become more and more acquainted with what those chemicals are, they're easier to recognize as you look at the labels. Um, and it becomes, you know, you you start to like figure out which brands are clean, um, and which brands you can trust. Tata Harper is one that I really, really love. I was going to ask you about that because Tata Harper is one of my favorite skincare brands. And based off of my understanding, they are clean, but I'm like, I feel like I need to ask her if it is actually as clean. Yeah, yeah, they are clean. (laughs) I think maybe there's like one or two products that use perfume, which is um, just like this blanket term that a lot of... uh, a lot of brands use for fragrance and yeah. it can be composed of different chemicals. So sometimes it'll say natural perfume, in which case that's safe. It means it's derived from something natural, like, um, like an essential, like, like lavender or like yeah. citrus or, you know, whatever. But when it's made of all these like synthetic compounds, then it's troubling. I'm pretty sure Tata Harper doesn't do that, but they may have one or two, um, products that are, that have fragrance. So I don't know for certain if yeah. they're naturally derived or but not. They're um, as clean as, you know, as you want to yeah. get. Exactly. They're by and large really clean. The thing I love about Tata Harper's, I mean, her skincare products are incredibly effective. Like, and I try, I'm a skincare junkie and mm-hmm. I'm telling you like, like it's some of the best skincare I've ever used, but something that I actually really like about it is that it actually feels like a really lovely experience every time you use her products. And I think the reason for that is, is that it is scented in a beautiful way, but it smells Mm -hmm. so natural and it It feels like you're putting something good on your skin. And I, this is such a weird thing, but I feel like my skin is happier when I use it. Like I, like I have like an actual physical reaction to using her products because all of my senses are kind of activated because everything about it is such a lovely experience and like yeah her her products are beautiful in your own home yeah yeah no they're they're beautiful products and like I know they're a little bit high up there in price but honestly like I think every single product that I ever tried by her is totally worth it yeah and she was like honestly one of the pioneers of like clean beauty and clean skincare because you know, it used to be like such a granola thing. Um, like there were only like one or two stores that would carry natural products. Um, like Jane Iredell was one of the first makeup lines. Um, but now it's just exploded. It's a huge market and there are a lot of great brands out there. Tata Harper, I think was like one of the first that was in the luxury space as well. Um, that can hold its own in like a Bergdorf, you know, next to, um, like SK2 and all those other high-end brands like La Mer. Um, but it's all clean, which is, you know, amazing. Yeah. And then I, the other, when I think of clean beauty, like the other ones I think of, I think of Indie Lee. 
yeah. which I, I believe her products are like pretty clean. I could be wrong. Yeah, they're all, those are all clean as well. Yeah. Um, and there are more makeup brands that are, co- that are, you know, on board with the clean thing as well. Kosas is one that I've been really loving. Lately. I um, love Kosas. Like I love Kosas. In, in an unhealthy way. Like I started using the tinted face oil, like at the beginning of last year, I want to say. And yeah. I, I've never found anything that I've loved putting on my skin more than that. The cream blushes, like completely, I don't want to put powders on my face anymore because of Kosas. Yeah. Like Kosas is the reason I just don't even want to put a powder on my face ever again. Unless Kosas made a powder, then maybe I would want to put it on my face. Right. But the po- the products are so beautiful. It's a female so founded good. brand too. So like mm-hmm. I'm very much here for that. And yeah, it's same. genuinely one of the most beautiful. And it's it's so reasonably priced and I'm just like, it's so reasonably priced and it's really good ingredients. Like mm-hmm. I feel like you just can't go wrong. Totally. And what I also love is that they have a wide range of skin tones for the foundation, for yep. the, the tint. Um, yeah. cause I remember even like a few years ago going into Credo, which is an all natural yeah. store and looking for foundations and not finding anything that was my exact shade, yeah. um, which was really like, and I'm not, I'm like very much in the middle. So, you know, I can't even imagine like if you're African-American finding a natural brand that caters to your skin coloring. I I think now Kosas is, you know, they've obviously they saw a void in the market and it was, that's genius that they're doing that. Um, And so great for all of us. Oh yeah, Um, absolutely. And like, I'll say like, I mean, I grew up loving makeup, loving beauty. I'd go to Sephora with my, my friend, my really, really good friend who's Pakistani and she could never found a, find a foundation that matched her skin mm-hmm. tone. And when they would try to match her, they would always try to give her something very warm toned or very yeah. yellow toned. Like they yeah, never were able that problem. Too. Yeah. And they would give her something that would either make her look red or give her something that made her yeah. look really yellow. And like, yeah, they just couldn't seem to understand like, no, that's, that's actually not a good, they're like, Oh, that's a perfect match. I'm like, that's a terrible yeah. match. Like, Don't no, buy that. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't work. Or they'll be like, Oh, you can blend these two. And I'm like, I don't, I don't no. want to blend these two. I just want to find the one product that I need. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I don't ever want to carry two foundations or two face base type products because those are always the bulkier things. And I'm like, yeah. I, another thing about Kosa is not bulky, very small, very just, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just really love Kosa's. It's, it's really one of the, my, and I also really like RMS, but I will say, RMS, I was just about to say that too. You're reading my mind. <laughs> but the one thing I will say is I don't know how extensive their shade range is. I, I don't know if they added more concealer shades. I want to say that they did, but I'm not hundred percent sure. They did. Recently, yeah. they they added a lot more colors yeah. um, for their foundation, which I haven't tried, but I've heard good things about it. I've not. I haven't tried it either. But the concealer, the concealer is something that I. I don't know. I would just recommend that anyone tries it. Like if you're like, Oh, I, I don't have a concealer that I love. Like just try the RMS one. And like, I yeah, feel yeah, like RMS you one is will really love it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, what are your thoughts on Westman Atelier? So I just, it's funny that you ask. I literally just tried, um, some of their products. Yeah. I tried their highlighter and their cream blush stick Yeah, and one other thing I can't remember, but I really like it. I'm actually wearing it right now. So oh yeah, my God, I like it. It's so creepy that I, <laughs> 
I don't know why I keep asking you questions while you're thinking them or wearing them, but yeah. I know, I know we're just connected like that. Yeah. We really were like very in sync right now, but yeah, I, I've been wanting to try her products out. Um, it's a brand created, I believe by Gucci Westman, who's Gucci a, Westman, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she was a tough to revel on for so many years. And, you know, I'm, it's really exciting that she's gone. This is probably what she wanted to do. Yeah. All um, along. You know. Yeah. She wanted yeah, to exactly. come out with her own kind of line of clean products that I believe they also have skincare benefits to them. Um, like to as much as a makeup product can, but, uh, uh-huh. it's more, it's definitely more on the luxury side. So that's why I'm kind of like, yeah. Is it worth trying? The price point is high. Yeah, but it's also beautifully packaged. Like, and I'm it's beautifully packaged. That's what's also exciting is (laughs) you know this this um, growing market of natural beauty is that it's finally catching up to to the regular beauty products and the packaging is looking you know just as chic as all the other stuff that we've been using for years like NARS and exactly Chanel. and I mean like that's and that's one thing though I, I'm finding hard to like let go of those NARS and Chanel products that I I do really love but like as I kind of get older I mean I feel like this is pretty common for most people that you become way more aware of your mortality um mm-hmm. I feel like it's just something that happens and I just, I really find that when I do my makeup, like I'm moving, I'm in the process of moving and I was going through my makeup and I was like, I just need to get rid of this, these products because I don't use them because I know that I have these other products, these Costa products, these, you know, RMS products that are actually not harming me in any way. And they're beautiful products, but there's almost like a nostalgia that I have linked to certain beauty products. I'm like, Oh, this is the first blush I ever bought. Like, or not the same exact one, but this is the color. Right. For sentimental reasons, yeah. you want to yeah. hold on to them or because the packaging is beautiful and it was so expensive yes. and it's like hard to get, it's hard to justify getting rid of those products. And I went through the same thing. Like I've been using natural products for you know quite a long time now, but I had this whole drawer full of like Chanel and NARS yeah. and YSL and all these expensive brands. And it was like, oh gosh, I really should get rid of these. It's like weighing me down actually. Um, but it was like, just seemed so inconceivable to like, what am I supposed to do with these? Um, and actually like a good way to get rid of them without feeling guilty about it, because you don't want to just put those, you know, in the trash and have those chemicals go back into the environment is to give them to a women's shelter, you know, like, like, you know, women in need that really need those products and you know that they're going to be put to good use. And that way you don't have to feel guilty about getting rid of them. Yeah. I think that's, that's a great alternative. And like, I just think that like moving forward, and this is kind of like something that I, you know, decided earlier last year that I just, I get a lot of products sent to me, but I do purchase things every now and then. And I'm just Mm -hmm. never going to purchase a product that is made with ingredients that I know are not good for me. Harmful. And that's that's yeah. kind of something that I decided moving forward. And I'll say that like, it's a small step, but I also just feel like it's had such a big impact on me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's like, it's not just what we're putting on our skin. It affects our, just our general well-being and our, our, our state of mind, you know, um, I think all that shit, all those chemicals yeah. like will weigh you down mentally too. And, and like, like, I, like, I really recommend like women that are trying to conceive and having a hard time conceiving, you know, I think it's also about a mental shift. And I think if you just, you know, start to embrace, you know, a healthier way of living, 
I'm not saying that that's going to solve all the problems. I know, you know, people who have fertility issues go through a really hard time. Yeah. But I think, you know, you're making those small changes and having a mental and, and experiencing a mental shift along with it can be can be really beneficial. I And I, I, I agree with you on that because, I mean, I know how much my perception or perspective on a situation affects me and even the way I present myself or how I react to things like it, it really does kind of affect everything that you do, the mental space that you're in. And I think when you're in a cleaner space and, and not just, you know, cleaner ingredients, just generally like a mm-hmm. clean space that's organized yeah, and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tiny, you feel more put together and absolutely. I was telling, I'm a bit OCD. So like, I totally get that. Yeah, like I, I can't work in a space that's dirty. A hundred percent. I'm not it, able to focus. I was like organizing stuff last night and like, I could have definitely stopped and gone to sleep, but I was like, I will not be mm-hmm. able to sleep if these things are left out, like I have to finish. So I ended up going to bed really late, which I'm a total grandma. I'm like a 1030 kind of girl. And I was up until 1am because I was like, I can't sleep until these things are organized because I have them all pulled out and I'm not just going to shove them away. So yeah, I totally feel right. <laughs> but as far as like cleaning products in my house, I love to clean my house. When I'm stressed mm-hmm. out, that is my go-to thing. I love to clean my house. And I have mm-hmm. completely switched to clean ingredients and That's I, right. it, it makes like, I remember just inhaling so much Clorox, which is actually disturbing to me. Yeah. And I feel like for a while I associated the smell of Clorox with like, my space is clean. Unless it smells yes, like Clorox, it's not clean. Like it it's needs to smell yeah. like chemical fumes and like I live in an apartment. I live on the first floor right now. So opening the windows isn't really something that I feel comfortable with. So that was kind of when I moved into this place that I'm moving out of actually, which I'm really excited about because now I can open the windows. But um, when I moved in, I remember I would clean with Clorox and I couldn't open the windows and I would feel sick. Like I would physically. Oh yeah. You, you get lightheaded from doing that. Yeah. And it's not, it's definitely not safe. And I, I started, I feel like the first products that I started using after that, once I realized like, okay, this is not good. I started using method products, which I know that they're mm-hmm. like naturally derived, but I don't think they're, they're the most clean, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure, but there's yeah. a really good resource where you can check. Yeah. Um, it's it's an app on your phone. It's called Think Dirty, which Ooh. I love, and I use it all the time. And they have most everything. They don't have everything, yeah. but like a good majority, especially um, like conventional brands like yeah. Method, you can check and see. And they have a whole rating system. It's a pretty stringent <gasps> rating system. I love that. And they'll tell you like this is, you know, this is a four because it has this ingredient, which we flagged. Um, I say anything that's like zero to three is ideal. And then, you know, once it gets into four and above, yeah. it's kind of questionable. Um, the cleaning agents though, that I've, I've kind of like fell in love with, cause I, there was a lot of trial and error. I liked Mrs. Myers a lot. Um, mm-hmm. but the one, the brand that I'm now using that I'm obsessed with, have you ever heard of Supernatural? No, I haven't. It's it's really cool. Should I should I check it out? You should definitely check it out. So what they do is they sell send you like it's like cleaning products for like your entire house, like glass, counters, granite, wood, just everything that you would possibly need. And they send you like mm-hmm. a glass bottle and a small little tincture filled with essential oils, um, or like just natural kind of oils. And what you do is you put it in a bottle and you mix it with water. So they 
you can just repurchase the little tinctures of oils and then you're reusing the same glass bottle over and over again. It's the first time ever that like I clean and I don't feel like I need to wash my hands before I do something after. Do you know what I mean? Like I can wipe down a surface and not feel the need to go wash my hands after because I feel very confident that every ingredient in this cleaning agent is totally fine to touch my skin. And there's just some, and like, it smells good and it smells like beautiful essential oils. And I'm like, why was I ever using anything else? Like this actually. Right, right. And it works and it's effective. You know, that's the thing is that like, there are so many alternatives now that are just as effective and cost the same yeah. uh, or if not less yeah. like i'm sure the refill for these cleaning it's so products cheap. is it's so cheap yeah. and blue land is another brand that's doing that as well they give you a little tablet and you reuse the same um case and you just add wa- water to it I love and it's that. like a couple of bucks i think for the tablets and it's it lasts for a long time and it's better for the environment yeah. um it's like why would you want to use windex and clorox yeah. And that's the other thing. It just thing. doesn't make any it's sense. It's like a lot of these bad ingredients that are bad for you, they're bad for your body. They're also bad for the environment. They're just generally yes. not just generally bad. Yeah. yeah. And it's and yeah. I don't want this to feel like if you're not using clean products, like you're a terrible person, but I just think it's something that we should all be a little bit more cognizant of. And like if like taking baby steps is like the first step. Like I remember I tried to switch to, um, an all natural aluminum free deodorant. And I, the first time I tried, Mm -hmm. I live in Florida. It was during the summer. It was not a good time. It was just a bad, bad time. (laughs) So then I put it off. It takes to adjust to it. Yeah. So I put it off until the winter when it was cooler outside. I will say this is my experience. And most people I know when they made the switch, they also had a similar experience where your body kind of purges. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't think I'm a sweaty Mm -hmm. person, But then my body went into purge mode because finally my pores were able to breathe because they weren't being clogged up. And I purged for two weeks. And I'm telling you, best decision I have ever made in my life was switching to an all natural deodorant that's aluminum free. Like my underarms are like soft, like a baby. Like I know that sounds like a weird thing, but like it, it, my skin was like irritated all the time and Mm -hmm. just didn't feel good. And making that switch to me is such a small thing, but like, I know that there's, you know, different kind of research and stuff on the kind of aluminum breast cancer type of thing, but I'm yeah, the, and Alzheimer's too. Yeah. But I'm like, that's, that's a big one. Better be safe than sorry. That's my approach. I, better be safe than yeah. sorry. Totally. Especially when there's so many, so many aluminum free natural yep. deodorants out there now. And it's like, you really can just try all of them and figure out which one reacts to your body the best, because obviously, you know, no two people are going to react the yep. same. So like by trial and error, I've tried like a few and there are a few that I like that I respond well to. What are some that you like? Um, I like Native. Um, I've tried Native. Native is and good. that one's like sold at Target yeah. too. It's it's pretty inexpensive. Um, and the new one that I just discovered is called By Humankind. Okay. And it's um, also good for the environment in that there's a refill that you buy and it's the same exterior case. Oh, yeah. So you're not, you know, I was just going to say it's reducing single use plastic. I just haven't made my way to it. uh, They sent it to me and I have it sitting in my bathroom to use right after I'm done with the deodorant I'm using right now. So now I'm excited. Yeah, let me know what you yeah. think. I mean, I've heard from some people that they didn't like yeah. it, that their body didn't react well to it. But honestly, like you said, the first time you switch to a natural deodorant, your body is going to purge. And yeah. so if 
you know, it's just like to be expected that that might happen if that's the first one that you're using. Um, or, you know, sometimes like the natural ingredients can cause a little bit of irritation yes. initially. I think it's about um, it just depends on your body. The, the, I think it's about finding the right deodorant because the first natural deodorant that I switched to was by Schmitz. And mm-hmm. I love rose scented things. So I'm like, ooh, perfect. I'm getting yeah. the rose scented one. My skin did not like it. I yeah. got a rash. Same. Yeah. I didn't have a yeah. And it was like kind of chalky. Yes. Um, I don't know if it was just the one that I got, but yeah, it was a little chalky. And I think it's because um, they're natural. So the texture varies based off of the scents and stuff like that. Because I then tried, mm-hmm. I want to say it was like cucumber or mint, some type of cool scented one. My skin was totally fine. I did not break it. I didn't have a yeah. rash. Um, same thing with native. I forget what scent I initially tried. My skin didn't like it. And then I tried a more like cucumbery yeah. or minty scent. I've noticed that that's what my skin mm-hmm. reacts well to. But right now, the one I'm using is by Mega Babe. And that... Oh, yeah. I've heard good things about that one, too. I have the lemon-scented one. I've never really... I stopped going towards the more rose-scented ones. I know that they have a rose-scented uh-huh. one, but I've been using it. Your body just wasn't reacting well yeah, to it. Yeah. And this this by far is the best one that I, I think I've ever used. Like It's just you always smell really nice and fresh. And my skin, at least, just it feels smoother than it ever has, which is so crazy to me. Ooh, cool. I got to yeah, try it. It's almost like I've been putting like a skincare product under my armpit. It's so crazy to me because I'm like, yeah. why are my armpits so soft? Like, I mean, I'm not mad about it, but I'm like, this is crazy to me. Yeah. And that's a part of our body that we always neglect or that I neglect at least. 100%. Another thing that I kind of um, started doing once I switched to natural deodorants, well, I don't have this issue so much with Mega Babe because it goes on, it kind of glides on, it doesn't really leave a residue. But I feel like with a lot of natural deodorants, they do kind of sit on the skin and leave a little bit of a residue. And I think one thing yeah. that is really nice to do is just kind of put like a little bit of like a clay mask or like some type of like detoxy kind of mask under your armpits like once a month just to kind of make sure there's no residue or just exfoliate it really well. Maybe dry brush oh, it. Idea. Uh, also dry brush it. Mm-hmm. I, once I started, could not stop. Like even if I'm yeah, dry brushing is great. Like, I have to dry brush. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done um, lymphatic drainage massages? I haven't had it done, but I tried to give myself uh, lymphatic drainage massages on my face and neck like all the time. Like I watch videos and try to uh-huh. do it at home and I'm yeah. like all like doing crazy things with my fingers on my own face, but I've yet to go actually get one done, but I really, really want to because they look incredible. Yeah, I haven't done it yet either, but it's been on my to-do list for a little while. I feel while, like, yeah, because so you, you know I know that goes. New York has a couple of places and I want, every time I go to New York, I'm like, I want to go, but I just never make the time to do it because I'm always, you know, mm-hmm. doing a billion things. But I really feel like it, it seems like a massage, but better. That's what it seems like to me, like yeah. a massage that actually really benefits you. Right, exactly. I'm all about yeah, I'm all yeah. About I'm all that. about lymphatic drainage. I mean, I know that there was this fad for a while of like using rollers, but like I really do think that using yeah. rollers actually, I, for me, I notice a difference. I feel like, um, mm-hmm. especially with uh, using a gua sha, like it's crazy. I can yes, feel I my face popping, like little pop, like I can feel yeah. little pops in my face, and I can feel the tension kind of releasing from my jaw because I tend to hold a little bit mm-hmm. of tension in it and using a gua sha like regularly like I can feel my jaw like kind of relaxing which is to me like I'm like I didn't even think my jaw could relax 
Yeah. And I've heard that it helps some people with hormonal yeah. breakouts and there are a lot of benefits to using it. Yeah. Like, and, and I think there's always this kind of, for some reason, people have this like negative stig- stigma, like even making fun of, I feel like goop was like a joke, like an ongoing joke for years yeah. and years. Like everyone was just making fun of it. Yeah. Like I love everything and all things goop related. Like I I do too. So my husband makes fun of me because he's like, you like you you love Gwyneth Paltrow. And I I'm do. Like, I mean, maybe <laughs> I do love Gwyneth Paltrow. I feel like she's been so ahead of her time, and she's been talking yeah. about these things for years and years. And everyone kind of was like, "Oh, what is this hippy dippy bullshit?" But like, I mean, right. she basically made yoga like I, I don't know. I feel like Gwyneth Paltrow made yoga like a thing. A thing, yeah, um, yeah, or like rebranded it really, yeah. right? Because before then, it was like this granola exactly. thing, and like hippy dippy people did it, but now it's like yep. chic and elevated, and yeah, I can see that you know maybe she helped for sure. She re- she did rebrand it for it. yeah. She and I think just like in general, and like I, I mean, I've never tried her bath soap type of products mainly because I'm not going to lie. They're a little overpriced and I'm like, I feel like I can buy similar things for a much lower price. But like Mm -hmm. after reading goop and just kind of the importance of taking these baths and stuff like that. And like the benefits of using different like soaks and stuff like that. Like, yeah, and different yeah. salts like magnesium yeah. and Epsom salt. Epsom salt, that, is, the detoxifying properties that they have. Especially yeah, Epsom salts. Like I feel so much better when I take an Epsom salt bath. Like it's actually insane because I'm just generally a very tense person. I hold a lot of tension just kind of everywhere, and it's like the mm-hmm. one time like I will feel like a weight has been lifted right after I get out of a. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally, totally feel that too. Um, baths are just so good for us, and to sweat, mm-hmm. I think, is important. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to go to a workout class every single day, but if you sweat in a bath, I think it can have a similar effect on or, the yeah, body. Or go to a sauna of, like, for a little bit. I mean, my mm-hmm. max so far in a sauna is like eight minutes. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I love a infrared sauna. I haven't um, tried that yet. Infrared saunas are amazing. Yeah, they're really good. There's actually a new place that opened like near me, but I just want to I want to research it because I'm like, hmm, what is this inferred sauna at this place all about? Because like, you never, you just never. I don't know. I maybe I'm paranoid or something, but I'm like, I feel like I want to like look into like what exactly they're using. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know there are so many claims and sometimes they're like unsubstantiated, so you really do have to do your research. But um, you know, with infrared saunas, they say that. Um, you know, we all have, we're, we're all absorbing heavy metals, you yeah. know, every day from everyday life and our cell phones and everything. And they say that it helps, um, you know, release some of those heavy metals through our sweat. What is like, what is like one kind of change that you've made that you feel like you're like this, this, this was the best change that I made. Like, I know like overall, but like, what's a product or something yeah. that you swapped out that you're just like, I wish everyone oh, would do this. Without a doubt, getting rid of my nonstick cookware. Oh my God. Um, I just never thought yeah. about it before. I'm pretty sure, you know, like my mom used yeah. nonstick, you know, for forever. And once I started learning about what what it is, um, the chemicals that are used in it, and, you know, the fact that it has, you know, been shown to, to it's shown that it's linked to cancer, um, it's just really scary. And so what was switching to nonstick cookware was really important, I think, because it affects my daughter mm-hmm. and her well-being as well. 
Um, and there's, you know, only so much you can do to control things like, you know, you go out to eat at a restaurant, they might be using nonstick cookware, but at least, you know, when you're cooking yeah. at home, that that's not the case. And it's such an easy swap to make and like ceramic, um, ceramic pots are and they're awesome prettier. and easy to clean too. So they're, <laughs> they're prettier and they actually last a lot longer than Teflon yeah, coated I, products. I made the switch probably a year ago. Um, which was pretty easy for me because I probably had a total of like three pots and pans. So it really wasn't that big of a deal for me. I'm not a big cooker, but I made that switch and immediately was just like, I I just found out about it recently. So I'm just like, it's why are we now just realizing this? You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that's scary to me is like, what else is there that we haven't realized yet or that so many yeah. things. I mean, these these companies, these huge companies like DuPont, they're yeah. evil. I mean, they research showed that they was linked to cancer. And basically, the government said, okay, you can no longer produce Teflon. So what did they do? They just changed one little oh component God. in it and basically rebranded it. And it, so now it's still being used. And the lingering effects are still there. Like it's in our drinking water. I mean, not to, not to like, you know, be an alarmist, but it's, it's really concerning. No, it is really concerning. And I, that's, that's the other thing. I feel like there's a lot of like association with like fear mongering whenever anyone talks about these things, but it's not even about that. It's more so Mm -hmm. like we all should be aware of it because, you know, we care for the well-being of society. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of the things, like if I can find something that's going to keep me and my family safe, I want other people to know about it because it's important. And also like these companies are never going to tell you this. Like they never want you to know. No, they, in never. fact, they, they will do everything they can to make sure that you never know these things because mm-hmm. I mean, that's their bread and butter. That's how they, you know, that's how they yeah, keep their exactly. businesses going. And yeah. And honestly, the government protects them. 100%. I mean, it's, I mean, it sounds like a conspiracy theorist, but it's really true. I mean, look at Monsanto farms and it's scary. Like they're still using Roundup, which is a weed killer that's been linked to, you know, all sorts of diseases and cancer in children's oh cereal. I mean, like the cereals that we grew yeah. up eating, like Honey Nut Cheerios and like Nature Valley granola bars. Like I'm pretty sure at school we would get mm-hmm. those as a snack. And it's in all of these foods that are marketed. And it also has the word nature in it. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of these companies try to trick you into thinking that it's good for you by using these little keywords like nature and natural. Yeah. Natural and, or like using Mm -hmm. green packaging. That's another thing, right? Because we associate the color green with like natural and organic. It's a power of marketing. That's what I'm saying. Like, marketing is is a real thing. And like, I mean, uh, even, knowing what I know, like at the end of the day, I'm still a consumer and I'm still like finding things out. I'm like, Oh my God, I was tricked. I got played by this company. They tricked me into thinking like, I mean, I, I eat cereal called mom's best and I'm sure that it's probably not mom's best. I mean, maybe it is. I feel like there's something on it about being natural. There was a cute little chinchilla on the box. So, you know, I'm distracted. Oh, cute chinchilla. It says mom's best. But I mean, I'm probably, I should look into that and make sure that it's, you know, actually something that a mom would want their child to eat. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, But I I also think it's really cool because you know you you're kind of this clean beauty non toxic enthusiast and you're surrounded in mm-hmm. like this glamorous kind of world because so 
you're a senior agent at Forward Artists. Can you kind of talk, explain what that is? Because I don't know what a senior agent is. I just know it's really gangster. That's what I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Um, So I'm basically a talent manager. It's the same thing as managing, you know, like a celebrity, except that it's within the world of fashion and beauty. So I represent hairstylists and makeup artists and clothing stylists. um, And they're not just like average hairstylists and makeup artists. They're exceptional. They're the ones that are doing the Vogue covers and doing all the advertising shoots that you see on a daily basis um, or doing all the celebrities that are on the red carpet for like the Met Gala, the Oscars, Golden Globes. So I manage their careers. Um, I help guide them. We come up with a strategy, you know, where they see themselves in five years and we, you know, work towards those goals together. And I I book them on different jobs um, that span from editorial to advertising to red carpet and negotiate their rates for them and, you know, also negotiate like brand partnerships with um, different companies for them. So it's a lot of strategy, uh, really. And um, I've been doing it for quite a while, quite a while now. Um, I was at another company before that um, for five years. I took a little break to be home with my daughter and, and now I'm back at it at a company called Forward which has been really wonderful. I mean, yeah. Um, and that's I, and, like, I feel like you're probably surrounded by so much just products. You know what I mean? And do you, do you find am, that, yeah. you know, with your, your clients or anything like that, like, is this a topic that comes up like clean beauty, non-toxic? Like, is that something that, yeah. So I think people are becoming more and more yeah. aware of it. And, you know, a lot of the artists that service celebrities, um, I think, are becoming more conscious about what's in their kit because a lot of celebrities um, are requesting only green products being used on them. Um, so there are a few makeup artists we represent um, that only so use cool. clean products. And then, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there are some that, you know, still use traditional makeup, yeah. which is totally fine. Um and, you know, everybody's different. And, you know, like I said before, like, I don't want to yeah. shame people and say like, oh, you have to go all clean or whatever. Sometimes it's just about incorporating like yeah. one or two clean products. And, and that's great too. Um, but yeah, I was, I mean, I'm definitely like aware of what's happening in the beauty industry. Um, just by, you know, the sheer fact that I'm representing these makeup yeah, artists. And I, so it's interesting, like seeing like the trends um, in, in beauty and how clean makeup is becoming more, um, more mainstream. And that's in a the thing. Way. Like I, I, I've seen some like different Instagram accounts that you know they kind of shame these companies that claim to be clean because you know they feel like they're they're not clean enough or whatever the case is. But I'm kind of of the belief that as long as people are trying in some way, shape, or form, I feel like that's kind of better than nothing. You know what I mean? So even yeah, if, yeah, so even if they're kind and... of even 50% clean, you know what I mean? Like I still feel like that's, that's better. Mm-hmm. But again, that's not to say that you beauty products that aren't clean, like, you know, you can't use them. Cause I mean, I know that I still use products, um, especially like makeup products that aren't clean. Like I'll use like lip glosses and lipsticks and kind of not even think about it. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's all about just kind of working your way to a place where you feel comfortable and, like making a transition in a way that doesn't make your life more stressful or, you know, just doesn't seem forced, you know, you almost want it to happen kind of organically and like in a way that it's like a nice, pleasant experience. Cause I'm, I don't know, like I, I feel like once I started thinking about it, like 
I've just always been like my my skin is my biggest organ. And so like, I'm, that's what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to focus on right now is like things that I'm putting on my skin because my house is clean. So like, I'm like, I want to use clean body washes and, and stuff like that, like toothpaste, like, you know, all of those things. But I mean, there's always so much more that can be done. That's the thing. There's always so much that can be done. That is so true. And it's like, you could dive really deep and start reading all the articles and scare the hell out of yourself and become a total basket case. And that's just not healthy. That's actually doing more harm to yourself than uh, using those products that have chemicals. So I think it's about finding a balance and just, you know, feeling good about the fact that you're making whatever strides you are making and not shaming yourself, like I've said before. Um, And just you know, don't be so judgmental on yourself. Like, you know, kudos to you for like changing a few products here and there and baby steps. Like I did it, you know, uh, over the course yeah. of many years, it wasn't like an all or nothing. And so thing. I know, so you have a two-year-old daughter and she's very cute. Uh, so do. what are the, kind, what you. are the products that you use on her? Like what, what are the shampoos that you really like and stuff like that? Because I also feel like, um, I have a friend who just had a baby, like a lot of people around me are having kids and, I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. there are so many products that are kids products that are actually really full of terrible ingredients, but you just assume that it's yeah. because it's for children that, oh no, it's fine. Why would they make something bad for children? But right. I mean, that's definitely not the case. So yeah. what are some products that you really like? So I um, have been using a shampoo okay. called Bubsy. Um and I'm the like, packaging is really cute. cute. They're all like different <laughs> animals. And so, of course, my daughter loves to Aww. play with them in the bath. Um, it was also founded by a mom. I think she's here in New York. Um, and so I just like supporting yeah. women-owned businesses. Um, but the products are really clean. It has um, fragrance, but it's all naturally derived. So you don't have to worry about that. And I think that's the that's the one um, thing that's in kids products that people aren't aware of is, uh, mm-hmm. perfume or fragrance. Like we touched upon earlier. Um, there are brands like Mustela, which like everyone's like, Oh, Mustela, Mustela, like it smells so nice. And I think like so many people give Mustela gift packages yeah. to new moms, but it has fragrance in it, which is really, really toxic. Um, so we just have to be careful um, and read all the ingredients and, and make sure that it's okay and check the Think Dirty app because I'm it's downloading a really good this app and I'm gonna like literally. Yeah, I yeah, want, you totally what should. I want to do. This is so like sad, but this is something that I'm genuinely excited to do this weekend. I want to go around my house and check every product I have on the app. That's like something I'm genuinely oh, like. I'm yeah. like, this will be a fun thing for me to do, <laughs> and like I can like rate all the things and then you know, and, and that's the other thing. Like, even if I find something that's maybe not the, the cleanest, I'll wait to finish it. And then I'll, I'll move on to something that's cleaner because yeah. I also, I really hate wasting things. Like I really hate wasting things. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to waste anything. And also, you know, if you throw it in the trash, it's just going to yeah. get back into our environment and into our water supply. And that's and not that's good why, either. Like, so. uh, the kind of the pack that I made myself with myself was like moving forward I want to buy clean things and, you know, whatever I have, like, let me see what I can do with it. Maybe, you know, finish it, give it away. But then I also kind of feel weird about giving it away because it's like, kind of like, I wouldn't use this on myself, but here you go. (laughs) It's just like a weird, you know, tricky situation. But yeah, like, it's just kind of like moving forward. I want to be, and just like in general, I feel like all of these are kind of 
trendy kind of sounding things. But really, we do have to be more conscious. I mean, with everything that's happening around the world and Australia and and stuff like that. And, you know, even I I saw my friends who live in New York, like it was like in the 70s earlier this week, and it's January. That's really scary. Yeah, it's it's really scary. It's really scary. It's 100% a real real thing. thing. And if you don't think it's a real thing, Yeah, if you don't think it's a real thing, I I just don't, I have no words for you, but it's a real thing. And I feel like we do need to kind of be more aware. And like, even when it comes, and I love fashion, I love fashion so much. I love shopping and I have just made such an effort to relax. And if I feel the need to really buy something, I'll think about it for a long time and make sure that it's something that I'm going to keep and I'm not just going to, you know, wear once or Exactly. And then also like shopping secondhand, like I think is also the best thing ever because number one. And it's so cool because whatever you buy is unique, unique, which is so much better than buying something from Zara. And also like you're, you're not going to run into someone else wearing it and it's probably way less expensive than what it's actually worth. So you're getting a better quality thing for a lower price. And I just, and there's there's less of a chance of buying something yeah. that's a synthetic fabric because synthetic synthetic fabrics mm-hmm. are relatively new, and a lot of people don't realize that synthetic fabrics are made out of yep. microplastics, which are polluting our our water um, and our oceans, and then in turn are also like ending in ending up in which our water so supply. Scary. So it's just bad all around buying yeah, fast fashion. I, I, I know that it's a lot of times people are like, oh, well, it's not that easy, blah, blah, blah. But like, I think that Mm -hmm. even if you want to buy the Zara thing, go look for it on Depop. Go look for it at a secondhand store. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of one of those things like... Yeah. Or buy something that you know is timeless, that you like are absolutely in love with. And you know that even like 20 years from now, even though it's Zara, you're still going to wear it. I definitely have a pair of Zara heels that I've had for seven years that I should probably throw away, but they're just my most comfortable heels. (laughs) So I just, I've had them, I've taken them to like a shoe cobbler like a million times, but they're just the most comfortable heels. My feet really like them. They feel comfortable in them. So I will never get rid of them until they completely fall apart. But I, you know, I'm, especially when you're moving and you're going through your stuff, like I just found so many things. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, again, like I feel very lucky and privileged to be sent clothing, but so much clothing brand new with tags just sitting in my closet. And so I'm actually, I'm having a closet sale this weekend and I'm really excited about it because I feel like it's a sustainable way for people to shop. And also like, you know, I feel like women like to look nice and not just women, but like it, it's fun to like kind of revamp your closet. Like I'm definitely guilty of that. Like I can look in my closet and see a million things and feel like I have nothing to wear. And I think it's just a fun way to, you know, be able to get that same kind of feeling of, Ooh, like I have a new thing without it actually being, you know, having Mm -hmm. to go out and buy a new, having it in, yeah, and having a an yeah, environmental 100%. impact, and so you know, yeah. not feeling guilty about it. Yeah, I totally. And it's I'm not saying that I don't you know occasionally buy from Zara as well. I'm just being more conscious about you know what I'm purchasing and what happens to the products that I'm buying it's afterwards. Like, it's, and that's the thing. It's not like I don't buy the things, but I think I, it's like you said. I'm just way more mindful. But I think it's overall 
just a good thing to do, not just for the environment, but for yourself, just making more thoughtful purchases in general. Like it, it just feels Absolutely. better. It's, it's not about like the quantity. It's kind of about the quality. And also like, is this a piece that I'm really going to love yeah. and I'm going to cherish and it's going to feel special every time I use it? Because I feel like that in itself kind of has a more lasting feeling. Because I feel like buying some things, you get that, you know, little dopamine kick and you're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like I love this, but you kind of want it to last longer than yeah. just a few seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah um, definitely. That's but, so true. Yeah, I I wanted to ask you, like, as far as like laundry detergents go, like I feel like I'm bouncing from place to place, but I'm uh-huh. like, I feel like you're you're a wealth of knowledge on this. And uh so what what's a detergent that you really like for washing your clothing? So I use baby detergent, actually, an okay. unscented baby detergent. And I can't remember the brand well, off the top of whenever, my head. Yeah. Uh, but it's but it's all clean and um if you also like back to think dirty, if you want to search for a specific product, they also have recommendations, oh. which is great. So you can type in detergent and they'll tell you like, okay, these are that's our really cool. detergents that are, have a that's, zero that's rating. That's actually really, really cool. But yeah, I generally use, I use baby detergent. I mean, I switched when I was pregnant and I was you know, starting to wash all of um, my daughter's things. And then it just, I was like, well, I'm not going to use two different detergents in our house. I'm just going to use the baby detergent. Like also like she's now sleeps in the bed with us. So like, you know, our linens and everything, you know, they need to be totally safe. So baby detergent is the way to go. You don't have to have a baby to use baby detergent. I know that I'm probably going to go buy some baby detergent. Like (laughs) it just, it's really a matter of when, but I'm, I'm going to buy it because yeah, I, I've, in finding, which is so weird, I've never had sensitive skin. My whole, my, my skin is pretty resilient, mm-hmm. but I'm noticing that with certain detergents, like my skin is getting really irritated and I'm just like, this is kind of scary. Yeah. You might be because you're switching towards, you know, using more natural products. And so like yeah. the chemicals are just that much more, that's what know, I genuinely invasive think it is now because yeah, your I body's that, not used to and it. And I think that's, even when like it comes to like, um, you know, what you eat. So like, uh, my niece became vegan a few years ago and that really kind of made me make more vegan choices just in general, because we spend a lot of time together. So, you know, if she's ordering something that's vegan, Mm -hmm. I'm going to order the same thing. And when I eat like, you know, just regular cheese or regular dairy, my I like have a reaction to it. You know what I mean? Like I feel terrible and it's because, you know, your body acclimates to like certain things. And then, so once you kind of go back to the thing, your body is kind of like, Whoa, what are you, what's going on? What are you doing? Yeah. What's going on? It's so true. And that goes for fragrance too. Like I stopped wearing perfume when I got pregnant because of all the chemicals that are in it. Um, And I was like a perfume junkie before. Like I really loved picking out a perfume and it just felt so personal. And, you know, I liked having a perfume that no one else wore and um, like associating Mm -hmm. memories with the scent. Um, and, And then once I got pregnant, I just stopped wearing them all. And continue to not wear them. And now when I smell perfume, like synthetic perfume, it is so alarming. Like it's just like offensive to my nose now and I get an instant headache. And it's like, if my body is reacting that way, like there's a reason why, like it's, we shouldn't get used to having chemicals No, 100%. And like, I, I think it's, 
it's one of those things that you don't kind of realize it until exactly what you said, until you like step away from it. And then you realize you're like, whoa, like this is like, my body does not like this. Like, and I feel like it's like one of those things, like you have to like Mm -hmm. trust your body. You know what I mean? Like if your body is telling you that it doesn't like something, it's, you probably should like stay away from it. And I mean, even like candles, I know this is so weird, but I, I love candles. Um, but lately I've kind of moved to, um, essential oil diffusers and for some reason now, like every mm-hmm. now and then I'll get a candle. I, I mean, certain candles, they're fine. But like, if I just get like a, I don't know, I go to Target and get any old candle, the scent of it makes me like ill. Yeah. Like even if it's a smell that I would normally really yeah, love, yeah. like the scent of it just makes me feel sick to my stomach. And like, I could put any essential oil I want in my diffuser and I don't have that reaction at all. Like, I'm just like, Ooh, this smells incredible. I love this mm. so much, but I don't know. It mm-hmm. must be something that's yeah. in it. That's just my body is like, Nope, we don't like this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. Reacting to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm really glad that we kind of got to like go over all these things because what I was telling you before is that like, I, I really have been wanting to get more into kind of learning more about clean beauty and, and non-toxic products and all of that. And it's just one of those things that you're right. It can feel really overwhelming. And I will say there is one thing. Mm-hmm. So, and I've joked about this on my podcast before, which is parabens. So I kind, I yeah. know that parabens, everyone's like parabens are bad, but like for some reason I'm having trouble understanding why they're bad because they're preservatives, right? Is it, is it the component? Is it like the actual chemical of parabens that's bad? Like what is it about it? That's bad. Well, so basically they disrupt your hormone function, um, which is obviously not good, but it also can lead to like breast cancer and reproductive (laughs) um, issues and endocrine disorders like the thyroid. Um, it's just all around not great for you. Um, but the, but the biggest thing is that they're, they're hormone disruptors. And like, that's the thing. Like, I feel like without doing like a lot of research, cause I tried researching it and I'm telling you, I did not come across that. Like there was way mm-hmm. more article. Like, I feel like the articles I came across were just like preservatives are bad, but it wasn't telling me why preservatives are bad. And I was kind of like, what's wrong with putting something in something that's going to help preserve it? Like I like to, you know, I want to be able to Uh preserve it. So like, I kind of wasn't understanding it. And I was like looking up articles and stuff and not one told me that. And I just think that it's, there's so much like kind of random information and they don't really kind of tell you like, Hey, listen, yeah, yeah, there's so much noise out there, right? It, and it's hard to yeah. sift through it. Like, I wish, I mean, there is, EWG is also a wonderful resource. And um, yeah. if you really want to dig deep, you can check out their website. Um, there's a lot of articles and it's all backed by um, scientific research. But um, they, go, they go into exactly why certain chemicals are bad and um, the effects that they have on the body. But like parabens I mean, and so many shampoo brands mm-hmm. are now paraben and sulfate free, but they have other chemicals. Um, so that's something to be cautious about, but parabens, you know, they disrupt the hormone fu- function and they can cause tumors oh, wow. in the body. Um, because it like mimics okay. estrogen, I believe. So 
um, it's just, it's like a synthetic, you know, it's a synthetic like hormone basically. Um, and yeah, and that's another that. thing I'm like, um, you but... know, neither of us are claiming to be experts. She is an enthusiast and I'm a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hoping to be enthusiast, a potential enthusiast. So, you know, we're just kind of, you know, giving you the information that we have, but obviously fact check it, you know, but yeah, but yeah, at the fact check it. But I do know that there has been a lot of research that has shown that it's linked to breast cancer. Okay, and well, that's issues. what I'm saying. Like, if if I had seen that somewhere, I would be like, okay, yeah, cool, cool, this makes sense. But everything, there was just so much noise around it. And I was like, I kind of got bored. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, then maybe parabens are not as bad as I thought they were. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of gave up. Yeah, and it's become like yes. such a buzzword, right? It's like, ooh, the shampoo is paraben and sulfate free. It's like it's got to be good for me, right? But like people don't understand. Especially, what that yeah, because what you were saying, it um, might say that it's para- paraben free, but then it has these other chemicals in it that are just as bad for you, and they just, just haven't bad, become yeah. kind of buzzwords yet, so we don't know about it. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I feel like with with the brands that are coming that are coming out right now, like even like um. For, as far as skincare brands, because I feel like a lot of people that are listening to this are into skincare or like want to learn more about skincare. Yeah, there's like, you know, your Tata Harper, Indie Lee, True Botanicals is another mm-hmm. really, really beautiful brand. Um, I believe Ren Skincare yeah. is also clean. Yeah, uh, Ren, yeah. I believe, is clean and Pi, yeah, Pi is, a good one. Uh, yeah. is another clean one. Yeah. Um, there are, um, you know, a few different clean stores, um, online stores that you can shop from, like yeah. credo.com. Um, Onda Beauty is another one. Um, and they have pretty, you know, stringent criteria in terms of what they sell. So those are good places yeah. to purchase clean Credo products is, from. Um, even Violet oh, yeah, Gray. Yeah, Violet Gray is another. And Violet Gray, I feel like they thoroughly vet everything. They're very... They thoroughly vet their products and they have, I mean, so they're not a clean beauty store, but they do have a small section of like highly curated clean products. And and that's the thing. I feel like Sephora tried to do that, but there, I see the product and and that's the thing. I'm not even an expert by any means and I'll see a product and I'm like, this is, this is not clean. So like, it's just one of those things. It's Mm -hmm. like, you, you feel like, oh, it says that it's a clean beauty section. Yay. Like I trust it, but it's like. No, no, it's not fully like as clean as it, it could be. And again, there's nothing t- wrong with it, but it's just, I don't like being tricked. I don't like, you know what I mean? It's just one mm-hmm. of those things. It's like, I don't want to be told that something is clean when it's in fact not clean. Clean. Yeah. When it's not. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the whole like gray area surrounding how they label products natural, you mm-hmm. know, cruelty free and green and you know what does it all mean and it's easy to get them all confused and also like sales associates sometimes are just like 100 they don't know you ask them like i really experienced that when i was pregnant and i went into some of these clean beauty stores and i was like hey i need um like i'm having hormonal acne what can i use and they're like well we think you can use this mask and i'm like oh but this has vitamin a in it which is really bad for a developing fetus yeah and they're like oh oh okay (laughs) like let me check on that but like there's just not an awareness around it. Um, I've, I've seen a couple of um, skincare brands that are coming out with kind of more natural or clean versions of like retinols. Have you tried any of them out? Because I've yet to try any of them. I use plain old yeah, retinol. I've heard about that. I think Biosons, Biosons has one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I haven't tried it. Um, but I'll let you yeah. know once I try it. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious that, that's too. That's one thing yeah. though that like right now, I, when I look at my skincare routine, I'm like, I, I am a retinol addict. It's like, I'm like, I feel like yeah. I, sh- I need to finish these products up and, and, and try to find um, a cleaner alternative. But like, it's just one of those things like, Sometimes chemically products have more of an effectiveness to it, but, but it, it's it true. is true. Yeah. And it's yeah. a give and take. Yeah. Like we said, like it's about finding exactly. a balance. And like, honestly, if I, like I was pregnant, I stopped using retinol. I used yeah. retinol before I was pregnant and then I was breastfeeding for like a, yeah. a good year. And so then I couldn't use it then. And then, um, and now we're at a place where we're thinking about having a second child. So I'm just being, you know, hyper vigilant about the products I'm using. So I can't use retinol again, but you know, by all means, like use the retinol if it helps your skin and if it help, prevents breakouts, like, you know, incorporating one or two products that are that are not completely completely clean I think yeah I just I I just love retinol like anything like, <laughs> I feel like I sound like a meth addict right now I'm like I just love retinol so much but it, <laughs> it when I use a product that makes my skin just like instantly look like glowier and stuff like that like I was like that with lactic yeah. acid I literally was just I had to like wean myself off of lactic acid because I was like I want to use it every morning I want to use it every night I want to just bathe <laughs> body in lactic acid because it makes my skin look so good. But then I'm also like, oh, I'm disrupting my skin barrier, which is probably going to be a problem down the line. And I should probably just chill out with the lactic acid. And I've said that before. And I feel like it's people are like, oh, so you hate lactic acid. Now it's not that I hate it. I think lactic acid is a really lovely ingredient. I like it for my skin. I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's just one of those things like anything in excess is just probably not yeah you can't overdo it yeah same with the retinol um i mean retinol you have to like slowly build up use oh yeah yeah yeah. i was actually otherwise your skin was texting my friend the other day because she just started using retinol and i told her i was like you need to sandwich it you need to put on a moisturizer and then you need to put on your retinol and then you put in an oil to seal in all the moisture and keep you super hydrated because your skin will flake and i I, i'm such a retinol pusher Mm -hmm. i should probably like be in some type of like club or something I don't know but I I'm a huge I don't know like I it's not that I even have problematic skin I just I feel like I can see a difference in my skin but I will also say that again I've used products from Tata Harper like their brightening essence is it's such yeah. a beautiful like I feel yeah it's so it's good so my good. skin actually looks visibly brighter like I use the lactic acid so you know mm-hmm. what I mean like it kind of gives yeah. that similar effect of that really glowy look that I love when I use a chemical exfoliant it does the same thing but it's mm-hmm. with a beautiful essence water that you know I don't have to freak out if it comes near my eye you know what I mean like I'm not like oh this is gonna right. burn my eyeball off uh, yeah totally but, uh, yeah I mean I, I use retinol <laughs> before I was pregnant and it was like life-changing for me because I I started getting hormonal acne at 30 which was like what I'm 30 I thought like my skin should be like in check by now but I started breaking out and and retinol I used Shani Darden's her products are so good Um, yeah and and that was really great so I do miss the retinol. To be <laughs> That's honest. what I'm saying. I'm like, they're coming out with a like cleaner version. So I'm like, so you need to try yeah. them and then you need to yeah, tell, you need to tell me so that I can, yeah, so I that I can help. feel like motivated to move. And that's the thing. It's like, I, even though, you know, you know, the information, it is sometimes hard. And I feel like we shouldn't beat ourselves up about it and be like, oh, I know this, but like, I'm still doing it. It's like, I think being aware of it is kind of 
the first step in the right direction. You know what I mean? And, and, and then yeah. kind of giving Completely. yourself time to get to that point. Cause it's just like anything else. Like, I think we all know that like eating healthy and working out is really good for our bodies, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're constantly eating super healthy and working out, you know, yeah. Like everyone deserves yeah. a cheat day. Everyone deserves like a burger and fries yeah. once in a yeah. while. Like, you know, it's about exactly. Balance. And I think that when it comes to clean beauty, I think that's, that's something that a lot of times we forget that it's, it's about balance. It's about kind of finding what like fits into your lifestyle. And again, doesn't like stress you out or make your life more difficult and it's, you know, mm-hmm. just going to make you happier at the end of the day. Cause all of these things that we do in our life, like, I feel like ultimately if they're not making you feel good, if they're not making you happy, don't do them, you know, completely. I totally, totally yeah. agree. Um, and you know, I, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording and, and, you know, I, I kind of wanted to, to touch on it too, just taking a different direction. Um, we were mm-hmm. talking about, you know, women having miscarriages and it is something that I really wanted to make yeah. sure that we, we brought up because I think that it's not talked about enough. It's completely. It's not talked about enough and it's unfortunate because it's so common. It happens to one in four women. And, you know, I myself suffered from a miscarriage about six weeks ago and, you know, relatively yeah. fresh. Um, and, you know, I'm still, you know, in a way going through the grieving process. And I think that there's no timeline yeah. for that. You know, I think we as women, and especially like I live in a city like New York City, which is like so go, go, go. And it's like, you're just expected to carry on or to like, you know, give yourself a week to, you know, heal. And then you're supposed to feel okay again. And then like, it's okay if, if it doesn't yeah. feel okay. Um, it's okay if, um, you know, it's, you know, affected you in, in, in different ways that you didn't expect it to. And it's common. And I, I don't understand why as women, we don't share these experiences with our sisters and our friends and our coworkers. And it would give so much solace to other women that have gone through it or that are going through it. You know, if we just shared our experience and there's nothing that we can do to prevent it. Um, you know, like I, I think it's totally normal to go through these emotions of like, Oh, what did I do? Like, could I have done this differently? Like maybe if I hadn't used this or if I hadn't picked up that box that was really heavy or, you know, whatever you can, you know, think about all these scenarios in your head, but the reality is that we have no control over it and it's very common and it's okay. And, you know, actually Michelle Obama recently talked about it, how she suffered from multiple miscarriages. Yeah. And I thought that was so, so wonderful and so brave. Especially to come from a strong woman who's in the public, who is scrutinized. You know what I mean? Like for her to say that, I think speaks volumes because I mean, people are ready to attack, you know, anything she says. I mean, there, as much as yeah. there are people who love her, yeah. there are also people who are just ready to jump on anything. And, and I, I really am glad that you said, you know, the, the feeling like you did something wrong. I think as women, mm-hmm. we, we kind of assume responsibility over everything. And we kind of 
we're these caretakers. And, and if something goes wrong, we are very quick to blame ourselves. I think that is something yeah. that, you know, we do. And it's, it's not like a bad thing, but at the same time, I think I, it's important to kind of recognize exactly what you said. It's not necessarily something that you did or, you know, these things just, they happen. Yeah, they just happen. It's beyond our control. Um, and like finding a community of people that have gone through it, I think is really helpful. It's what helped me. Um, and, you know, actually like something that my sister said that I thought was so beautiful, I was going through it and just like in like really just in a really sad place. Yeah. Um, she said to me that, you know, you're, your, the soul of your child that was unborn um, will live on through the next child that you have. Like it's our children choose us, which I think is so beautiful. And it's like that, beautiful. that child is not gone. That child will be born, you know, when the timing is right. Yeah. And that gave me a lot of comfort. And it may sound kind of like woo woo, but I feel like, you no, know, it makes beautiful. a lot of sense. And, and, and that's the thing, like I... And this is something that we were talking about before, just kind of how like society puts this kind of pressure on women to not be quote unquote dramatic about things. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of told what we should feel upset about and what we shouldn't and like what's like acceptable. And I think that for some reason there is this kind of narrative around like a miscarriage where it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Right. It's like people will be like, oh, you know, you're, you've had another child, you had a child already, like, you yeah. know, that you're fine, and that you're going to have another child, yeah. like, don't worry about it. And it's like, I think people mean well, um, and yeah. they're trying to be comforting. Um, but, you know, it's okay, to feel sad and um, to grieve and to grieve in whatever way that makes sense for you and to acknowledge yeah. that you're not okay. If you're not feeling okay, like, you know, with Megan Markle recently, that interview that like went around the world yeah. where a reporter asked her, like, are you okay? And yeah. I thought that was so brave too, to be in the public eye like that under so much scrutiny and to say, this is really hard. Motherhood is really, really hard. Um, yeah. and there are so many complicated feelings and like, being out of the public eye, it's hard. Like I can't even imagine being in the public that's, eye. But, but that's like, what I'm saying. It's so impactful when someone in that position says something like that. And I think that she probably didn't want to say that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But she probably yeah. felt like if I say this, it's going to have an impact. And I genuinely think that she's in a position where it does make an impact where there's also this, I mean, w women are constantly, society puts so much pressures on us. I think that's something that we all know. And like mm -hmm. this kind of this idea that like, you have to be this like perfect mom who's like balancing everything like perfectly and doing everything. Per and like, there's just kind of no room for error. Like moms mm -hmm. are just supposed to be like these magical beings. And I do think moms are magical beings. Let me be clear about that. I think moms we totally are. are you're magical. Like just mad. Like, and, and I appreciate it more and more every day. I'm like, mom, like, yo, like if I were you, I would have gone crazy by now. Yeah. Like, and you're fine. You know what I mean? And it, it's just, moms are really strong. We're so and, strong. Uh, super strong. And it's just kind of like, they're not allowed to fuck up. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like they're not allowed to be overwhelmed. They're not yeah. allowed to kind of need help or not know what to do or, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that it's so important it, that she, when she said that, that she was having a hard time, I was like, holy shit. Yes. Cause like every mom that I know who's a new mom goes through a hard, a hard time. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's an adjustment period. You can't just expect, like there's no manual that goes with having a child. We yeah. think we know what it's going to be like until we actually go through it. And I'm not saying that it's not wonderful. It is 
it is the best thing that's ever happened to me and I wouldn't change it for the world, but it was really, really hard. And yeah. it still has its moments where it's hard, even though I've gotten into a good groove. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, it's ever changing and it really forces you to like dig deep and examine yourself and, um, you know, think about the example that you want to set for your child and, and not, not just that, it's also like, you know, juggling the role of motherhood with mm -hmm. all the other things that we have going on. Um, you know, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or, a, you know, quote-unquote working mom, like I hate that term working mom because I think yeah. stay-at-home moms are working moms too. 100%. But, um, but like if you have an office job and, you know, you're coming home to your child, like it's all hard, like no matter what. And it's like, we just need to support each other through that process. Yeah. And like not be so critical of one another and kind of show each other like kind of grace in. And I think as women, we need to start doing it towards one another before we expect anyone else. And by anyone else, I mean men mainly to show yeah. us that same, you know, grace, which so is true. like, we need to be kinder to each other and, yes. and more supportive. And, and, you Absolutely. know, if you're a mom and, and you know someone else who has a kid or is expecting a child and you have some helpful tips or information, like, you know, I, in a nice way, like not like in a annoying, unsolicited yeah. opinion kind of way, <laughs> right, but like, right. you know, like if you, if you know some like little mom tricks, which I know there, I've heard my sister talk about little things here and there. And, and even my friend who just had a baby recently, like she doesn't have older sisters. I have four older sisters. So I've seen them do their mom thing. And I was like, Oh, do this mm -hmm. and remember this and that. And she was like, holy shit, no one ever told me this. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know about it if it wasn't for me watching my sisters become mothers. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's just, you know, being there for your friends that are going through it and saying like, Hey, I know this is hard. Um, and I'm here if you want to talk or like, yeah. I'll come over and bring you food because you know, you're the last to eat as a new mom. Sometimes like you forget yeah. or you're just busy or like, or oh, hold your baby while you take a nap. Like those little things make, you know, a huge difference. Oh, I remember when my sister had her first baby and I would come over and I would say, I'll watch him while you go take a shower. Yeah. And like, it was like, I was like, I just bought you this beautiful Prada bag. Like it, oh it was God, same, yes. same reaction. Like, just like, yeah. you'll, you'll let me go take a shower. You'll like I'm take allowed a shower. to be like, I'm going to be alone <laughs> and not have someone watching me, a creepy little baby right. watching me take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> like she was just like in disbelief. Like I, I can't, what a luxury, you know? And I what was just luxury. like, Oh yeah. my God. And I mean, I, Hey, listen, like I, uh, another thing, like mom's just like, I don't know. It's like you give birth and suddenly you like have all the patience in the world because mm -hmm. if I babysit my nephew and I'm like, I'm going to use the bathroom, wait outside. And he's like banging on the door. I'm like, yo, you need to relax. Like, <laughs> But moms are just kind of like so unfazed by like, oh, you're, so you're slamming your body against the door while I use the bathroom. This is totally yeah. fine. There's just, there's no privacy once you become a mom. You just have to get used to that. I mean, a hundred percent. That's why I tell my mom all the time. Like, how did you not absolutely lose your mind? You have six kids. Like, how did you yeah. not just like run away and never come back? Because right, right. I know. My, my mom had four too. And I'm wow. like, oh my gosh. Like, it's just a newfound appreci appreciation for my mom after giving 100%. birth. Like, yeah. And like, my mom had me when she was 40. So I'm just like, 
I would have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My I mom mean, was 38 when she had me, which oh, I was wow. the I'm the youngest of four. So See, yeah. But you know, like I was born in the the 80s, and so like that was like, oh my god, having a baby at 38, which was crazy. It was crazy at the time. Yeah. Like everybody is like having a baby at 38, if not oh, later. Yeah. When my mom had me, like it was like everyone was telling her like, oh, like you you know you're gonna have a lot of complications, like mm-hmm. this and that, blah, blah blah. My mom was like, it was fine. Like it was. Yeah. There was no difference. Yeah, I actually no difference. just found out from my mom this weekend because my mom isn't – she's not the chattiest woman. I have to kind of like pull information out of her. She's very quiet, uh-huh. opposite of me. Um, but I, I found out she she never had an epidural for any of her births oh, and I was like wow. mind blown. <gasps> I was for mind six blown. six babies? Yeah. Wow. And I was just like, what is wrong with you? You freak. Like how did that's, you <laughs> like, – that's, Wow, that's commendable. That is commendable. But like and, – and my sisters and I were having this conversation the other day and – I mean, all, I think all of my sisters had epidurals and my sister was saying the other day, she was like, I think whether you have an epidural or don't, like there's no trophy for either of them. At the end of the no, day, no. you know, yeah. you know what I you're mean? Still, like, you're still going through labor and you're still yeah. dealing with everything that comes from it. And, oh, and the 100%. aftermath of labor, I think is in some ways so much harder than the actual going yeah. through labor process. And that's something that again, like adjusting to your body and your hormones are fluctuating and it's just, it's, you know, and you're not getting any sleep and it's honestly so much harder. <laughs> than actually going through labor. That's, I feel like, you know, in movies and stuff like that, like people are, all they talk about is the labor. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's no kind of the aftermath and the recovery and and, and all the things and, you know, right. you know, having um, postpartum depression and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like those are not things that you're ever kind of told to like possibly anticipate. Like it's going to be hard. Yeah. Like it could be an adjustment. And I think that, you know, more women and, and, and I don't have kids, you know, I can only speak on experiences that I've seen my sisters go through. I'm just very close with them. So it's one of those things, like I'm like my sister experienced it. So I feel like I experienced it with her, but like, it's, I think women do need to talk about it more, which is why I was so, you know, glad that you felt comfortable talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, your recent miscarriage, which I mean, it's, it's such a hard Thing to go through. I can't even fathom what that must feel like. And, and it's, it's devastating. Yeah. I, I think it's devastating for all women that go through it. Um, but you know, it does make us stronger and, yeah. and we, we, we overcome like we always do. Yeah. I mean, women are resilient women. Like, I mean, if there's anything to be said about women that I think regardless of who you are, women are resilient. We are like Absolutely. incredibly strong. And, and I think that, you know, there's this, you know, weird idea that women are like meek and quiet and, you know, this and that, but I, I don't, I don't agree with any no, of it. I it's think, not true at all. Yeah. No, I mean, no, women no. push humans out of their bodies. So yeah. <laughs> definitely the stronger sex, I would argue. hundred, one hundred percent. Like there's, and it's so funny to me that anyone has ever believed that men are stronger. This isn't like an, I hate men thing, but it's just like, no, no. has anyone ever we seen a man men, who has you know, a cold? Just saying that <laughs> women are just the stuff that women can do, men can't do. Yeah. Not to brag, but we're just better. <laughs> yeah. Not, no offense, but we're just superior. Sorry about it. Or, you know, whatever, whatever makes you feel better. But um, this has honestly been so, so nice, Hania. Like, I, I'm really glad that we were able to do this. Um, Me too. Thank you so much. Of course. But where can people um, follow you online or uh, follow Sacred Space online? Yeah, it's um, at Sacred Space underscore NYC. Yeah, and definitely... 
follow it. I've been, I've been going back and like looking at your older posts and just like absorbing all the information. It just talking about clean beauty and non-toxic products. And also, um, I'm going to download the think dirty app. This is not sponsored by think dirty, but we are, I mean, honestly, like if you do anything, I'm, I'm going to download the think dirty app and yes, definitely please do everything in my home. And, yeah. And I'll report back to you. It'll be and a fun little project. It's, I'm so excited. I'm so weird. I'm like, I can't wait to just check and see what kind of shit is in my house. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Noor E. You can follow the podcast at Arab American Psycho. And I will talk to you guys next Sunday.